Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Oral Presentations, episode 42, John Fairfax, running with the devil. We are going to be going over a dude named John Fairfax life. I didn't know anything about him, and I also didn't pick this topic for this week. I had another topic that I uh, I just did not love. I'll go over that. Dude, we'll do that right now for like in three minutes. I can do that one. I was looking. There's this book that apparently the devil wrote in the 1400s called the Codus Gigas. It's big as shit. It's like 160 pounds. Apparently some monk made a deal with the devil to save his life that he could write this whole huge book in one night because the guy who ran the monk covenant palace that he lived at was like, you broke the law. We're going to put you, we're gonna, oh, they were going to like build a wall in front of him, like man in the iron mask him and kill him that way. Just have him stuck on the wall the whole time. So apparently this one monk was like, yeah, I could write you a great book. And the guy was like, yeah, all right, you got one night. And then the monk's hand started cramping up. And then he was like, hey, if uh, Lucifer's out there, you want to write this book for me, I'll give you I'll give you my soul. So people, because people don't actually know who wrote the Codus Gigas. It's a, it's a huge fucking book. And there's a page of the devil, like a full body shot of the devil, which you never see on a full page of like an old book like that. And that's why people don't really know who wrote it. Um, it's all done in the same handwriting with the same ink. Now, the legend is that the guy wrote it overnight with the help of Satan, but uh, scientists say that it would have taken a minimum of five years if you didn't sleep or eat or anything, but it most likely took like 20 to 30 years of the same guy doing it, which is puzzling because the handwriting doesn't degradate the whole time through the book. So that was going to be the topic, but like what, I did that in less than two minutes, and then I was going to look into the idea of a devil's bargain, which is technically I found out it's called a Faustian bargain because it goes back to this German playwright. And so that's like a technical, I mean, that's a term if you want to learn it. Faustian bargain is a, is a smart way of saying devil's bargain. But it's, that was going to be the whole thing, you know? Where are we at? It's two minutes and five seconds. Anyway, so I was like, ah, how do I make this bigger? What am I going to do? I was looking at like different Twilight Zone episodes that did like the devil's bargain motif. But it felt like I was stretching, man. So my sister actually hit me up and was like, yo, did you see there's some comment that, sh- that says John Fairfax, and then I looked it up. You should probably read that guy's story. So I didn't know whether I was going to do the Codas Gigas or what, and then I, I just, on a whim, looked into John Fairfax, and I think the dude's name on Patreon is just Chris, but yo, what a pick and a half for a Monday, Chris. So yeah, I mean, technically, we already did the Codas Gigas. You guys know all there is to know about that. And it's just a book. I couldn't I couldn't find a way. There was a couple museum fires and stuff, but it's like, who? how are you going to blame that? You're going to call it the Devil's Bible, but then it's like, it just hangs out in Sweden. So I, I, my sister told me about John Fairfax, and I looked into it. I was like, yeah, we are going to Colonel Sanders this guy's life. Because, all right, John Fairfax, what he's known for is that he was the first dude to row across the Atlantic Ocean by himself. That's what he's famous for. That's, not, that's nowhere near the most interesting part of this dude's life story. So we're going to go ahead and run down John Fairfax on a Monday, episode 42, Running with the Devil. It's kind of like if Hemingway learned how to row a boat, although I don't even know enough about Hemingway to make that call, but he just feels like a wild adventure kind of character. So I'm, I'm just going to tell you guys the story. It's pretty great. Uh, there's some highs and lows, but John Fairfax running with the devil. Here we go. All right. John Fairfax was born May 21st, 1937 in Italy. Now, he's not Italian. He had an English dad who worked for the BBC, and he had a Bulgarian mom, right? So to give him some discipline when he was a kid, his Bulgarian mom was like, yo, why don't you be part of the Italian Boy Scouts? So John Fairfax was like, okay. 
And then he was doing the Boy Scout thing, which was nice. He learned about nature for a couple years. And then he got into an argument at like a Boy Scout camp and grabbed the Scoutmaster's revolver and then shot into the hut that had the other Boy Scouts in it. And then, I mean, that's enough trouble. John, you're kicked out of the Boy Scouts. That's it. You got to go. That was his short-lived Boy Scout career. And afterwards, his Bulgarian mom was like, we got to get the fuck out of Italy. John, John, you can't be doing that. So they hop on a boat and they uh, they head on down to Argentina. Come on, new new start down here, John. You're still a young man. We can figure these things out. Let's make some new friends in Argentina. So I uh, live with Argentina with his mom for a second, and then he runs away to go live in the jungle by himself. Yep, I'll see you, mom. Apparently, he was a big fan of the Tarzan comic book or TV show series. And was like, I'm just going to go live in the jungle. I'll see you. Uh, and did that for, for a minute, a couple of years. Now, he would come back to town to sell like ocelot skins and other things that he had collected for money to be able to survive. But yeah, 13-year-old John Fairfax living in Argentina jungle just because he, he likes Tarzan. All right. Now, before he did go full Tarzan in Argentina, he did read about two dudes who rode across the Atlantic Ocean together. These guys' names were Frank Samuelson and George Harbo. Now, this wasn't at the same time that it happened. Like, Frank Samuelson and George Harbo got that done in 1896. But before our boy Fairfax went full Tarzan, he did read about that, and he cited that, like, that was the time in his life that he knew he would one day row across an ocean somewhere. So it was like a boyhood dream, but we still got a couple twists and turns before we get in that rowboat. So... Age 20, John is out of the forest. He's going to school at the University of Buenos Aires. I believe he was studying philosophy and something else. So he's also dating somebody, thinking about settling down, and she breaks up with him, and uh, he doesn't take that well. That's tough for a young man. Does not take it well and attempts to commit suicide by Jaguar, which is one way to do it, you know? (laughs) I read that, and I was like, what? Suicide by Jaguar? He's like, yeah. He had it all planned out. Now, he was going to kill himself with a jungle cat. So he goes in uh, to get killed by a jaguar. But he did bring a revolver with him just in case, you know, he gets cold feet. and He doesn't really, you know, he wants to live a little bit more, which is what happened because that jaguar came after him. And he shot that thing like it was an Italian Boy Scout. He he went ahead and killed that jaguar. Uh, So he gets credit for a jaguar kill at 20 years old. But it's also on top of. Making the decision to kill himself with a jaguar. I don't know. I don't even know how you'd score that. But he shoots the jaguar dead and brings the skin to town to sell for money. But also was ballsy enough to tell the story. That's how I found out about it. He didn't try to hide it. He was like, yeah, I was kind of having a dark place. Was going to kill myself with a jaguar. Turned out I just wanted to shoot it and sell the skin. So, you know, we live and we learn is what I'd say on that one. So. After John got a little too crazy with that suicide by Jaguar plan, he then calmed down and uh, he apprenticed under a crew of pirates. You know, he wanted to learn a little bit more about the ocean. He's like, what better way to learn than to go be a pirate for a handful of years? So and he runs whiskey uh, and like contraband like this full on just decided to be a pirate because suicide by Jaguar didn't work out. And what are you going to go back to school? Also, I couldn't find a picture of the ex that made him try to kill himself with a Jaguar. I did look at like John Fairfax, college girlfriend, couldn't find her. Just was curious at what, you know, I wanted to find out more about that relationship. How do you go full Jaguar? You know, but the heart, the heart wants what it wants, dude. So I'm glad you didn't, John, because your story gets much better after that. All right. So 22 to 23 years old. 
John's like, I'm done with this pirate shit. I got to go to New York City. Here we go. Uh, and then as soon as he gets there, he's not a fan, and he almost immediately drives cross-country to San Francisco. I don't know if he had a plan there either. He's just bopping around at this point, and he's like, you know what? I'm in San Francisco. I'm out of money, and I miss my mama bear. That's how I feel. So he decides to go back down to Argentina on a bicycle. That was his plan. Just hopped on a bicycle and just going south. I just got to go down. That's my only plan. I know it, it. I think it technically connects. So he just hops on a bike and then Tour de France is it. He tried to go to Argentina, but he here's the thing. He got as far as Guatemala, which is still so impressive to me. Dude, you got the Guatemala. I don't even know how. I know San Francisco is like Northern California. And I think it was like 19, I don't know, 53, something like that. So like there's not a whole lot of road. I mean, there's probably roads in America. I think Eisenhower made the interstate system, but I don't know how you got down through Central America to get down to Guatemala, man, way to go. But anyway, hits a snafu in Guatemala and then decides to hitchhike through Panama. Got to make it work. And then he accidentally falls back in, hanging out with pirates in Colombia for three years, you know, but he ran his own boat, which was nice, but under like a pirate boss. But so three years of that, and he gets tired of that, but that's kind of like blood in, blood out. So he had to actually escape from his second job as a technical pirate well, he was a Colombian pirate this time. I think he was an Argentinian pirate the first time. So escapes and heads on back down to Argentina. He's like, Mom, how you been? By the way, oh, he takes he goes from Colombia to Argentina after he escapes from pirates the second time on a horse. They don't even acknowledge how he learned how to ride a horse. I feel like dudes back in the day just learned things more. There's a number of like just skills that nobody talks about how he got him in this story. But being able to ride a horse from Colombia to Argentina was sneaky impressive to me. So he's back in Argentina with Malma. All right. All right. Let's settle down, John. John, you've done a lot. That's enough for like three lifetimes already. Let's just go ahead. You want to go back to school? What are you doing? And then he reads about another dude who's rowing the Atlantic Ocean, and he remembers his childhood dream. So uh, it's time to go row across the Atlantic Ocean. Now, this at this point in time, it's 1969. John is 32 years old. So his plan, and I think it took him two years to plan it, because nobody had done a solo, a solo one before. The one that he read about the second time, it was another pair of dudes who got it done. And that's why he was like, ah, oh, fuck, I got to get this done now, because sooner or later, somebody's going to do it alone. And this is my childhood dream, and I don't really have anything else to do. What, am I going to go work for Pirates a third time? I've already been there and done that. <laughs> wild life dude so he plans it for two years and in 1969 at 32 years old he rose from the canary islands to florida now i didn't know where the canary islands were so i looked it up turns out canary islands are located off the western coast of africa so if you're looking at like a map of like europe and africa like underneath like if you were in spain go down and then uh just go over to the left a little bit off the side of africa that's where he started and then he just went from there clear across the map and hit Florida. It took him 180 days, and uh, he said that he got lonely. That was the one big thing. Oh, by the way, his provisions were he bought uh, spam, oatmeal, brandy, and a radio. And he was like, I can get this done. So 180 days, rose across the Atlantic Ocean. When he pulls his boat on shore in Florida, he's quoted as saying, this is bloody stupid. <laughs> so I guess he'd been done with it. <laughs> So he gets to Florida. Uh, all right, cool. And then when he finishes, uh, th I thought this was nice. The crew from Apollo 11, which that was happening around the same time that he got this work done going across the Atlantic Ocean. The crew from Apollo 11 sent him like a letter. and was like, hey, man, 
heard about what you did down there. I know we're up here walking on the moon. Also, rowing across the Atlantic Ocean is pretty sick. So just saying, we got your eye on you, dude. It's pretty impressive. So he gets a letter from the astronauts from Apollo 11 after he completes his boyhood dream of rowing across from the Canary Islands to Florida. And right when he finishes it, the first thing he does is call himself stupid. <laughs> so, all right, you've done, you, you've, how many, you've had two tours of duty with pirates, dude. You, you killed a jaguar that you were going to kill yourself with. You've rode across the ocean, man. What a, can we finally settle down here? So John Fairfax does decide, like, look, I'm going to cool down for a second. And then he's like, wait a second. Have you ever heard of the Pacific Ocean, though? <laughs> Let's fucking go, dude. The guy, could he needed more than one ocean in his life. He already did the Atlantic Ocean, so he's like, well, we can get this done. Starts planning how to row across the Pacific Ocean. But he doesn't want to do this one alone. He got really lonely for female companionship on the Atlantic Ocean thing. I don't know if I said this or not. He was, like, talking to Venus like, he kind of lost his mind a little bit. Also, he ended up in Florida 20 pounds lighter than when he left the Canary Islands. So he, was, he lost 20 pounds and lost his mind for a minute just talking to Venus as if it was a girl. And the fir- again, the first thing he did when he hit Florida was just call himself stupid. But he's like, I want more ocean. How much more ocean you got? So he's going to go Pacific, dude. So, But he doesn't want to do it alone because he remembers talking to planets and he would rather have somebody go with him. So John Fairfax... Puts an ad just in the paper. And so on maybe the strangest Tinder date I've ever heard in my whole life, uh, a woman named Miss Sylvia Cook just is like, yo, I'll row across the Pacific Ocean with you. Let's go. So Sylvia Cook and John Fairfax then set off from San Francisco. He's like, I've been here before. It's pretty great for a ride to bike. Just don't go all the way to Guatemala. So they set off to row the Pacific Ocean. They leave from San Francisco and they're shooting for Australia. Much longer trip than the first time. It takes 361 days. Also, John Fairfax gets bitten in the arm by a shark, and they both get trapped in a cyclone during this trip. Apparently, they just lash themselves to the boat, like that George Clooney movie. What was that, The Perfect Storm, where they just tie themselves to the boat and spin around? Yeah, apparently, Fairfax and Sylvia Cook just did that in a rowboat and just made it through. They, I mean, they said that they didn't know where they were going at some point in time. They had to try to like readjust their navigation. They lost radio contact. But it, it's the Pacific Ocean. Can't believe they didn't die. Anyway, 361 days later, John Fairfax and Sylvia Cook slam into the side of Australia in a rowboat. <laughs> two oceans, John. Got done two oceans. Killed a jaguar. Oh, my God. And then, I, dude, I tried to look into this. I was like, did you end up marrying that lady that you went across the, the Pacific Ocean with? Like, how do you not end up? Like, because that, t- that counts as dating for a year, right? I don't, I don't know. But it's like if you were on a boat rowing across the Pacific Ocean with a lady. I don't know if she's your girlfriend, girlfriend. But, like, you guys hang out every day and every night for a year. I mean, that's going to be some sort of relationship, I feel like. But I tried to look it up. I don't know. Like, Fairfax never married her. Like, I think they dated for a minute. But. John ends up marrying an astrologer named Tiffany, and then they have a wonderful marriage of 31 years. And so John Fairfax's life, he ends up living in Las Vegas, playing Baccarat until uh, he dies peacefully February 8th, 2012. The guy was born in 37, rode two oceans, killed a jaguar, did two stints as a pirate, lived all the way to 2012. He died at 74 years old. 
when his heart gave out. He just had a heart attack. But, I mean, dude, he, he made it all the way to the internet. He was living like Tarzan in Argentina, and he made it all the way. He saw the Netscape bubble pop. <laughs> and you can't, I can't really blame his heart for giving out at 74, dude. That heart rode two oceans. It rode a bike from San Francisco to Guatemala. It won a fight with a Jaguar that it was like kind of going into it to lose. John Fairfax, ladies and gentlemen, uh, maybe one of my favorite life stories I've ever heard. Man, made it all the way to 2012. I'd like to shout out Chris on Patreon for recoing this one. This will probably this will be the shortest public episode I've done. I think we're at like 16, but we'll be back later on in the week. Just a little shorty in this dude's life. Uh, that's a lot of fun, man. Glad that Jaguar didn't kill him when he was 20. Made it through. All right. Uh, and also, I, I like that way better than that, that that Gigas book, that like devil book that sounded like a Pacific Rim robot. I try. I was trying to stretch that topic, man. That would not have worked. But, you know, John Fairfax's life is what's up, dude. I forgot that he shot at Boy Scouts in Italy. I don't even remember that part of the story. That was That's probably the worst part of a lot of people's lives. But his mom, his Bulgarian mom, was like, we'll make this work in Argentina. We're all right. So thank you to Chris on Patreon for recoing this one. Uh, really fun uh, dude's life story. Uh, thanks so much, guys. And I'll see you later on in the week. I uh, hope you guys have a great Monday.